0: Comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Third.
1: race the other way.
0: It doesn't get much better than this, folks. The Stateside Soccer Show
1: with Logan and Jordan.
0: Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wigand and with me today is... (laughs) A man who has—I uh, don't know—I'm not going to be clever today. It's Logan Stump.
1: Hello, clever. How you doing? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not clever today.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was weird, man. It gave me like some kind of form of vertigo by switching that all around. I yeah, sorry. I'm gonna be sick.
0: <laughs> I just realized we were wrong. Um, <laughs> but we are live, coming at you. If you're if you're watching us live, we're talking MLS Cup. Co- final uh nycfc champions of that we're going to talk some of that half day trade window that happened on sunday and then we're gonna do a live recap of the expansion draft as it's going on for charlotte and we also get to talk about charlotte fc's new kit that released last uh thursday on the 9th um but before we get there uh i guess let's go ahead and focus on the big day of saturday mls cup had like a 1.14 million viewers pretty good um for abc uh, we also had the torture that was the basketball game going very long on it Uh, i was over my friend's house watching it and we would flip from that channel to FS2 where they were playing the um, the Arab Cup for Qatar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched like five or six minutes of game time. Mm-hmm. Came back and it had lost not even half of a second of clock on the basketball game. I was like, what is going on? Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I know a lot of people are really riled up about it. I don't know what else you could do in this situation. ABC really wanted to show a a regular season women's game. They've never played a women's regular season game on ABC before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're kind of making history with that. So I can't be too upset about it. I just think the rules of college basketball should probably change. I just feel like there's a basketball as a whole too many timeouts, but I feel like an NBA game could have taken place in that whole time. That that last minute of, of game time was going on in that college game, it was absurd. But then, you know, we got to the actual MLS Cup in Portland. Great atmosphere. Portland versus NYCFC. I was wearing all my Portland gear, willing a Western Conference win, and I did not get what I wanted. But Logan, your thoughts here is this is your first MLS Cup?
1: Yeah, first MLS Cup. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. one that I've watched. And, yeah. Um. I First of all, I think we talked about this last week, and we were talking about it being at Providence Park. I think it was, you know, the atmosphere that I've always dreamed of when watching MLS. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, getting to this final game, this climactic point in the season, I think that it was really kind of fun to just take in the atmosphere, soak it all in, listen to the fans. The NYCFC fans traveled extremely well for this match. And I thought that, you know, it provided a huge boost for them. And I know we'll get into that a little bit as we get more into the actual game. But as far as atmosphere, it's everything I wanted. It was kind of that dreary cold uh, December day where you're just, you're you're lucky you're not sitting there because I know how that (laughs) feels as a fan. It can be, um, it it can be a little bit more than you want uh, in, you know, in that kind of excitement, I've never been in that kind of atmosphere where my team's been in like a sports final. So I'm assuming you get over that pretty quickly, but I I mean, it just seemed like the perfect day. Uh, I was ready to kind of cozy up and watch the game and, and uh, take in everything that I could that, uh, you know, I wanted to remember for years to come as my first MLS cup final to watch. And it was everything that I hoped it would be. The game was uh, fantastic. I think it had two of the best teams as far as form were concerned. I think two of the teams that, You know, you play this well to get to this point and you've dethroned really good teams at the top. I think that it was more interesting to watch because you had two teams that I would say if you look back on it, not many people would have thought, especially NYCFC, would have been in this situation. Uh, And then as the season had progressed and you've seen Portland with all the injuries that they've had, you would have thought there's no way. I mean, it seemed like week after week, Portland was just getting horrible news. Diego Valeri was just not getting Back to the point in which Diego Valeri can be, and I think that that ultimately, uh, you know, it made it even more exciting for this game because it felt like these two teams were battle tested, and they got to this point of, we're finally here at this climactic moment, and let's see what happens. And it was everything that I'd hoped for. Uh, it's really cool to watch, and I'm excited. I hope one day my team gets into it, or, you know, we can get into you know other seasons, and there's more excitement to come. But overall. A-plus on the entertainment factor uh, of MLS Cup.
0: Yes, and what better way than to, you know, when you're thinking the game is over at the death (laughs) and having Portland revive, uh, you know, themselves and and score a late last gasp, uh, not winner, but equalizer. And you're thinking momentum's going their way. The first half of extra time really felt like Portland's momentum. And then... Mm. NYCFC starts settling back in again, and then we get the penalties. And I don't know. We have uh, penalties, and you have Sean Johnson. You know, uh, I I think you have an edge there. As much as I like Steve Clark, he didn't have a great game, um, you know, for the day. But yeah, and Sean Johnson making like two saves right off the bat was Mm -hmm. was huge for NYCFC. Uh, He's probably glad he left Chicago at this point. Um, and because uh, you didn't you sniff MLS cup in Chicago, it's a lot of people uh,
1: leaving Chicago lately. Uh, yeah. you just add this team, this whole roster in 2021 left Chicago, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of deserters, but
0: you know, it, it was a lot of um, uh, yes, Andre, you can follow the draft here. We are going to be live streaming the draft i mean we can't share you know what's going on with the draft but we'll be talking about the draft as it's going on um but yes it is uh you know right now we're just talking mls cup until we get to uh seven o'clock for the draft but you know this was something that was uh now two years in a row where the eastern conference has been mls cup winners over a um You know, over a a Cascadia team Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are thinking probably had a shot. Um, Last year, definitely more people thought Seattle was going to win that than Columbus. Especially Columbus had uh, Nagby and Santos out with COVID um, going into that final. So it was two of their big playmakers Mm -hmm. out with COVID. And people were like, oh, and even I on this show, you know, when this this was my second MLS Cup covering here. Uh, but, uh, first one with Logan, but you know, last year when I was doing this by myself, I said, Seattle was going to like win three, one, I think was my prediction three, one over Columbus. And that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, it ended up being like three, nothing Columbus. Um, and with this one as well, you know, I felt like I really thought Portland was going to do it. I thought, and it, it, as a union fan, very, uncomfortable with how this happened because i do think a full strength union team may have beat nycfc Mm -hmm. and with the way portland was playing they would have had a shot to win mls cup so that's a little heartbreaking for all the union fans out there i see i saw that all over twitter union fans saying okay we would have won mls cup (laughs) now of course you don't know if that's how it's going to happen i mean union typically don't do well over in portland but You know, just the idea that you're like, oh, that thing that we were so close to could have happened. And, uh, you know, for NYCFC fans, you know, we kind of got on both New York teams this Mm -hmm. year. Um, They were able to do it without, you know, spending a lot of money on this team. Uh, It's not like when they had David Villa and back in the day and everything. This is a team made up of, uh, you know, younger players that were able to get together and pull this off but i do think i know portland kind of plays this way i'm all over the place so but you know i think portland does kind of play this way where they're inviting the pressure on and i think at home in a final that was a bad move i like the first 45 minutes was uh you know the first 45 minutes was um all nycfc and Mm -hmm. i was like what is going on with this, you know, like, wake up. And I, I could feel the fans thinking the same thing, like, wake up, Portland. And, you know, they they kind of started getting more chances in the second half. And really in that last, like, 15, 20 minutes, it was all Portland trying to really make this comeback a thing. But I felt like that was because they had to rely on, you know, they, they invited NYCFC in. And I know it's mm-hmm. because they're kind of like they play this attack, you know, counterattacking style ball. But when you're at home and you have your fans behind you, I feel like the last thing you want to do is just sit back.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it, it felt uh, and that's a really good point there, too. Uh, Maxi Morales was really good in the MLS Cup final and in moments when I thought NYCFC looked weak. And uh, and I thought Portland would eventually get back into the game, which Portland never really felt like they really did get into the game until those you know, substitutes come on the 89th minute with Diego Valeri. Uh, I mean, that felt, that felt when I guess uh, that was their like last ditch effort. And of course, I I, w- I think I texted you too, Jordan. I think I was basically saying, uh, and, and, and sum up words in a quick way. I, I think I said, you know, this game's over. Portland never looked like they were in it. And then eventually that goal at the depth comes and then it's forced into extra time. But again, I, I still thought NYCFC played an extremely good game. Um, in a Providence Park that is almost impossible to beat uh, Portland in. And I think that it was really well done. I thought it was coached. Uh, Ronnie dialo seems to have keyed this team in right at the right time. I know, Jordan, you and I were uh, putting them out for dead uh, when we were talking about NYCFC. I think it was when we were starting to talk about, um, we were talking about, that scared me for a minute. I was like, what was that? Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, the visuals, if you see the MLS Cup champs. But it, I, I felt like Ronnie Dyla really had the team turned around when we were talking about Atlanta having a more favorable schedule to end the season and trying to make that playoff push. We felt like NYCFC was one of those teams, which is really funny because of where they finish up in the Eastern Conference. We we thought, you know, eventually that NYCFC could fall further and further out and, and be looking on the outside in. But it didn't happen that way. Ronnie Dyla got the guys – uh, glued in, and I, I think that also Tati had a huge, uh, you know, I, I think he had a huge impact on this team, uh, winning the Golden Boot and playing as well as he did. Many shouting that he deserves some MVP votes, and uh, he really did. He played like a completely different player that he's existed before at MLS, but I think that he's also kind of brought in this component of edge. Uh, I think NYCFC needed the edge. Um, and when you look back at the time, you thought that uh, Anton Turn- Home was, you know, down and out for the season. I think a lot of NYCFC fans will agree where they thought maybe this was going to be the beginning of the end for uh, NYCFC. But again, Ronnie Dyla, kudos to them, him. Kudos to a NYCFC team that I don't think is going away anytime soon. Um, I can still remember the game back when they played in uh, Orlando City in Orlando. It was an ugly game. Uh, But I I felt like NYCFC had some good bones, that they were a competitive team. And we back then thought that Orlando was one of the better teams in the East. So getting to see all that play out and getting to see NYCFC just kind of, uh, I guess, control uh, the Timbers in Providence Park for this last game, uh, it was quite a spectacle. Uh, And to take down the best team in MLS history uh, that we have this far in the Revs, and to take down Portland back-to-back shootouts, (laughs) I mean, what what better way to end the season for NYCFC and to build on to uh, what could be a fantastic run for this team, uh, especially if you're going to start getting bigger names, which they can kind of pull in at times.
0: So uh, Philadelphia was the number one ratings market in the, M- in the U.S. for this MLS Cup final, by the way. Um, Albuquerque was second. Cincinnati was third. Pittsburgh was fourth. Portland was fifth. New Orleans sixth. 7 Orlando, 8 West Palm Beach, 9 Atlanta, 10 Boston, New York. Didn't even really watch this MLS Cup final, by the way. Um, <laughs> but they uh, it is in the top five MLS Cup finals um, on the ESPN networks in the last 20 years. So um, the RSL LA Galaxy did better than this by 1,000 more viewers. The Revs versus Galaxy did better than this the uh in 2002 mm-hmm. in 2006 dynamo revs um did better than this and san jose earthquakes first la galaxy in 2001 did better than this on the espn networks by the way um just some little bit of news there with how it with how it's doing um also we have the Calf champions league draw tomorrow night which is going to have new england revolution the uh, Rapids, the Sounders, Montreal Impact, or Club de Foot, and uh, NYCFC are in the CONCACAF Champions League next year, so we'll have a draw for that tomorrow. Um, Andre asks, will Sisniega be the first goalkeeper in Charlotte in our opinion? Uh, that I don't know. I mean, he's uh, 26. um he played for LAFC for two, uh, three seasons, 2019, 2020, 2021. He's had only 28 appearances in those, so it's it's about seeing, I guess, if he can make the jump to a full-time starter. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see what they do here. I, I could totally see him starting as a backup, honestly, and then maybe taking the spot That's what I would think. I think they might go get like, a, a more veteran goalkeeper – at first and then um maybe from there they would have him take over at some point i don't know it's a good question it it all depends on how charlotte wants to build this and that'll be Mm -hmm. what's very interesting for this expansion draft uh that we're going to be seeing here in like 14 minutes is seeing you know they have a chance for five players Are they actually going to take five players? Are they going to take one and then flip them and trade them to somebody else? We've seen Austin do that. We've seen other teams do that. Um, So it will be interesting to see exactly what happens with how they do this expansion draft. Uh, What I want to also talk about real quick before we, uh, one, it was for me, it's not a foul, right? That, that goal for Portland, Mm. I didn't see it as much of a foul. I know some people were talking about it's a foul that was missed, but, I think, you know, what I've seen from other refs and stuff on Twitter is saying that, uh, because who was it? Chanel, uh, didn't jump up as well. Like sometimes those refs will say you have to, um, at least show that you want the ball in order yeah. to get that call. If you're just going to stand there and get bulldozed, they think that it's not as worthy of a call. And, uh, I'm glad they didn't call it because it just added. So I really wanted to go extra time. I, you know, I, I was having too much fun. I didn't want it to end there. You know, I wanted it to keep on mm-hmm. going. Um, is there anything else on these slides that I can show, like that pertain to MLS Cup or is this it? Uh, that's
1: the only MLS Cup one. Okay. Yeah. The rest of it is Charlotte based. Um, so when we do okay. start to get into it, cause we'll start to preview that. Uh, th- they've got a huge list, Jordan, that came out as far as players that are not protected um, mm-hmm. and kind of looking through uh, this team, it, it, they, they've got a lot of good selections out there. It'll be interesting to see how exactly they go about building a team like this, right? We saw this last year with Austin. I think it was a little different with Austin because they've got a different kind of system on how they're going to build. I, I think Greg Berhalter had an idea as to what kind of system he wanted to play, but I do, uh, it'll be interesting to see because I, I think with Charlotte coming in, I think that, Um, they didn't really have a younger team or they didn't really have an academy team or USL team to kind of build this off of. They're going basically from blank. Um, It's a team that is going to have to try to figure out how do we build an MLS team uh, in this city that has never really had a soccer team, at least professionally.
0: So yeah, we have a comment from Tristan Mm -hmm. on YouTube. It says, I am from Europe. I don't really understand football draft. For Charlotte, it means they can choose top players to join the team. In a way. So the way that it works over here for any sport is anytime there is a new team, they do this thing called an expansion draft because, you know, no promotion or relegation in any of our sports over here. So they do this thing called an expansion draft where the team comes in and all the other teams have to choose a list of players that they want to protect, mm-hmm. meaning that Charlotte would not be able to pick them. So if the team really values them, they have to put them as one of the 12 players they're protecting. In this case, then, Charlotte is able to pick from any of the players that are unprotected and have to – they'll be able to choose five. Um, Five. Uh, That's it. And then they'll build their team through either free agency, trades, or through regular European style of just making signings Mm -hmm. or transfers that they'll make. Um, So that's how they'll build their team it's just a a weird quirk with uh, how American sports work. You know, like uh, in, in the uh, hockey league, we just had the Seattle Kraken enter the league and they went through the same thing, uh, but they were able to pick way more players, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So right now, if you're looking at the roster, uh, Charlotte did make a couple of moves um, that we really hadn't talked about just because Charlotte's kind of, I mean, we've been talking MLS cup. We've been talking, um, the teams that have been in and around MLS Cup, but we've not really focused too much on Charlotte. Um, and I know, you know, it's interesting when you go into this, you've got guys that are kind of like the the, the bones of a project right now. And that's uh, and that's where they've started. They've got Pablo um, Cisniega, who they got from LAFC, who we just talked about as a goalkeeper. Like Jordan said, I, I do think they go out and get a similar uh, style of player or, you know, goalkeeper such as, you know, Struver where you have veteran experience and you can, you know, kind of put a guy in goal that is going to solidify that back line. Defense is always going to be a big issue with teams. And if you really want a blueprint on how teams are supposed to build, I mean, I would I would particularly pay attention to the way that Nashville has kind of done, it, right? I mean, yes, you're not going to have like a, well, I don't know, Jordan, we can kind of talk about this one because it does sound like they're kind of have like a Walker Zimmerman-esque kind of thing falling into their lap, um, which is really interesting. And, and it gets mm-hmm. into like those players that are not protected. Um, And when you do look at a team that's coming in, you want one of those center backs to anchor defense and Anton walks, Jordan, who played extremely well for LAFC or Atlanta, not LAFC, wrong team Um, Atlanta United. uh, And our friend Chris Smith uh, was tweeting about this earlier where this is a huge mistake, I think by Atlanta. And I do think uh, it sounds like the reports are a go for Uh, Anton Walks heading into Charlotte as probably one of their first picks uh, in this expansion draft, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, so you know,
0: Tristan also asked, Protected players, does it mean they already have a contract for next year? Not necessarily, I guess. Um, well, I mean, the way that it works here is that they actually sign a contract Mm -hmm. with MLS, and then you know, if they'll be able to move kind of within MLS, uh, so. Uh, and we'll probably have to go through this again in another year or two or ne- next year, I guess, for, for St. Louis. And then it sounds like in quarter one from Don Garber's halftime speech um, with Taylor Twelman quarter one of next year, they're going to make the LA uh, Las Vegas announcement. So mm-hmm. the next probably two years, we're probably going to have expansion draft. So hopefully, um, you know, we kind of get used to, we had one last year for Austin. So uh, and he, uh, you know, Tristan also says, thank you very much for the answer. You're welcome. So, um, yes, if they get walks, uh, that's, um, good deal. I could also see them getting him and flipping him honestly mm-hmm. with a trade. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't they want to keep him? but maybe they think somebody out there values him more yeah. and they will be able to flip him and get something more than they, you know, the, than they originally anticipated.
1: Yeah, that's the interesting thing. I mean, that's one thing we didn't really talk about, which is a lot. you know, a lot of teams will do that. Um, Austin not so much. I don't think, from what I remember from last year. But I mean, there's some really good names on here. Uh, Diego Rubio was on here as a name that I saw. That was interesting. I mean, I could see Charlotte going after him, maybe flipping him for a pretty penny. But you, you've got those kind of guys on here. Kevin Molino is available from Columbus. Uh, was hurt. Didn't really get into the fold as much with Columbus like they thought. And, and, you know, this was one of those players that was ultimately an up-and-coming player that was just taking over the ranks of MLS, had been around for a while, but finally, I mean, burst onto the scenes as one of the top players in this league. Uh, He's on the list as far as availability. Uh, There is an interesting one. Diego Rossi is on the list. I don't think that it would be smart at all to go after him and try to flip him because I just don't think there's any way that he stays in MLS uh, as time goes on. Um, but again, there, there's so many interesting names on here, um, and sorry that we're kind of just randomly going through them. But it, there's just there's a lot of good selections here. Um, but what I
0: would also say is, yeah. once uh, once a team has a player yes. pick, that team is out of contention, meaning they can't pick any more players from that team. So you can't like raid the best team and <laughs> take yeah. their five right.
1: five
0: players. You know, so it, it is a strategic thing of what they'll have to pick.
1: Yeah. Um, Stewart Finley's another name from Philadelphia that I think, you know that that was somebody that was rumored to be uh, of interest to Charlotte. Uh, There's Jordan, no way, Jordan shaking no his way. head. No way. There's uh, better
0: players. Available Corey Burke's
1: on there though. Are you worried about Corey Burke being on there at all?
0: No, none of them can score, so no, I'm <laughs> not
1: worried. <laughs> no, no, <you're> not. <laughs> Jordan's like, I've seen these guys play. I'm not concerned at all.
0: They go through um, a hot streak, all three of them, and then they'll yeah. never see a goal again.
1: Right. My favorite one is when teams don't protect players thinking that they're going to be absolutely safe because there's no way in heck that a team would want them <laughs> and they get them anyway. It's like, okay, well, we'll just take that from you. Um, but yeah, right now, I mean, we're, we're about five minutes until they start kind of kicking off the draft. And I think it called there. They'll be usually within like a, a boardroom or like a war room. Uh, and how they'll do it is like they, they have somebody that they call in. They, you know, put them on the clock, just like any other draft. They put them on the clock. They go through they uh supposedly uh over the last 48 hours because the list was due um they've gone through and kind of have called players and reached out to agents to just make sure that if they do pick a player a player is interested in going because Mm -hmm. the worst thing you would want to do is draft somebody on a contract that year or somebody that's off a contract you get them and they go yeah no thanks (laughs) um of course you don't know i mean you never know with these kind of things expansion teams can it's a it it's exciting for a fan base jordan but i feel like it's a very nerve-wracking thing for a fan base because i think you look at around at the success right you look around at the success of atlanta um and their fan base was phenomenal much like they think that this charlotte team might be because of the tickets that they've sold so far yeah they sold a lot of it, tickets but they right. also
0: have that stupid psl thing <laughs> right yeah.
1: yeah yeah we'll get into that uh, a little later but i mean it it It'll be interesting just because you look at that, you look at Nashville and the blueprint for success that they've built. They've become one of the best teams in the East. But then you look at the flip opposite. You look at an Austin team that ex- that struggled mightily in their first year and probably got progressively worse as time went on. You look at Cincinnati, who's had a hard time getting out of anything um, besides a wooden spoon. So you you do, you, you kind of have those you know anxious feelings as a team coming in, the 28th team coming into MLS. I feel like you got to have some nerves too, though. Like I feel like the nerves are definitely real um, because you now are trying to go through established players and trying to find established players to build a team that, you know, they might not be there when the team gets good, but at least now they're starting to build this team. Um, And if you look at guys that they've gotten, you've got Christian Fuchs who played for Leicester city uh, who won a premier league title with Leicester city back in the day. Um, and was in as captain Leicester city and was captain of Austria's national team, uh, a really good player left back, but he's 35 years old. So when this team does get good, if it takes two or three years, you know, he's 36, 37, 38, maybe. Uh, and you're looking at an aging left back. Um, it, 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 it's fun. Um, it's exciting. I can't wait to see kind of where Charlotte's headed. And I think you can kind of see where this team's kind of trying to build through. Um, and if you look back at the past, uh, their head coach that's currently coming in, uh, and we'll take over day one, um, and probably as soon as tomorrow, getting decide you know decide on some free agents. Miguel Angel Ramirez coming in from he's been in uh, Brazil, uh, their first division, uh, coaching there, and I know that I think he was in I want to say Ecuador for a little bit, uh, coaching as well, and uh, he's had some success. And where he's been, he's taken that uh, a, a team to. Uh, a championship level team and now he's coming over here to try to build the Charlotte team into something um but he's always played a 433 so it'll be interesting to see does he play more of that possession style or is he going to try to attack is he going to try to get more attack involved uh, as time goes on um but again i guess we'll see here in a couple of minutes as to see where they're headed uh and where their where their brains are at because i think everybody's been kind of speculating for some time now
0: and I, I was just went back and looked at, you know, the results for 2019's with Nashville and mm-hmm. Inner Miami. And I would say, you know, what Nashville picked was Abu Dhanladi, they picked Zarek Valentin, Jaleel Anibaba, Brandon Vasquez, Jimmy Madronda. And inner miami picked, you know, Ben Sweat, Alvis Powell, Lee Huynh, uh, mm-hmm. Louis Argudo, Br- Brian Meredith. And I would say that, you know, it, it's hard to kind of see because none of these I don't think really show how they right. built their team after that, you know. Like, I thought Miami did a really great job on their expansion mm-hmm. draft last time, and then they just kind of didn't perform. So I, I think we also can't, like, overreact yeah. with what Charlotte does here because – I liked what Austin did, and Austin was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is going to take a lot more than that. And I think if you're building any sort of team, you're looking at the Nashville model, you know, getting experienced MLS guys the way they went out and got Dax McCarty, um, the way they went out and got like some of their attacking players, but then complimenting them with some of their, like, you know, Hani Mukhtar and like complimenting them with uh, other players from Europe or South America that can work together and kind of building a best of both worlds. Mm. I think it's the best way to do it and then also just hoping that you have a good a good coach and and everything that's going to help get you over the line because you know Cincinnati is already on what their third GM, their third mm-hmm. coach. So or fourth coach, I don't even know anymore. Right. But they just got Pat Noonan from uh, Philadelphia as an assist uh, who was a Philadelphia assistant. Uh, before it starts, it is about to start here. It says starting soon. Uh, let's talk this kit, by the mm, way. Yeah. The Charlotte Carolina kit. I saw some people say we don't need another blue like this, but uh, this is different blue. This is different than NYCFC blue. It's Carolina blue. It's Carolina um, blue, and of course right. they were going to have a Carolina kit for in, in Carolina. I mean, and they're owned by the Panther team. Like it just felt like this is perfect, and I really mm. like it. You know, people say it looks exactly like Arsenal's and it's the same template, I guess. But there's something about that style of kit I really like. You know, the white sleeves with the different color body and the way it works with that light blue. And, uh, you know, they already have a shirt sponsor. It's beautiful.
1: I absolutely dig Carolina blue. Uh, I was never a Carolina fan grew up in South Carolina. I didn't like North Carolina, <laughs> uh, just because they owned us for so long. Uh, but I, I love the blue. It's always one that I thought was so, uh, it, it is so North Carolinian. I mean, it, it embodies everything. The crest is the queen city, um, which is perfect because of the queen city and, and its nickname for the city. Um, it, it's a beautiful, uh, Jordan, I don't know if you've ever been to Charlotte. Charlotte is a beautiful city. We actually thought about moving here before I started getting the teaching jobs that I did, but, uh, Charlotte's a beautiful area. It's got a, a young, vibrant culture to it. I think that they will sell tickets. I think they won't have a hard time at all selling tickets from what I understand. Um, if that is all true, that they've said, you know, 30,000 tickets have already been sold. Um, but it, it is it, it's an exciting stadium. Bank of America Stadium was recently renovated. It's it's going to be more updated uh, than Gillette uh, with New England uh, because of all the the things that they've done. They have built some nice club level seats. They've uh, really infused some some money into this team. And and that's the other thing, Jordan, that that a lot of people I, I think outside of the league need to know. Um, David A. Tepper is their owner, and he is a billionaire. Uh, yeah, that's right, billion, not million. Uh, so. Again, I think that there's going to be infusion of money into this club. Um, and sorry if there's any Charlotte uh, or North Carolina fans out there that are Panther fans. Uh, but, but it might be time to start building something else that's successful rather than what they've been doing on the other side when they play football. Um, so it, it, it is. It's interesting to see what they do. It's, uh, the one thing I will say about the owners, it's owned by a sports entertainment company. Uh, that is what they focus on. Uh, the soccer expertise is going to fall more into like their player director, um, which is Zoran Corneta, uh, And he has worked in the past with uh, the players. Uh, in age- he's been an agent for 15 years uh, prior. So he knows the landscape. He knows how to negotiate. So I do think that they have an established core of guys. And I do think that Miguel, listening to his press conference, he's very people friend. He's people oriented. He's friendly. I think the players will like him. I think they'll gravitate towards him. Um, but again, it, everything is kind of coming together as we're seeing it now. Now it's about feeling a team. And Jordan, I think that we're, we're close to figuring out at least some kind of direction that Charlotte's going to take.
0: Yeah, right now this live stream is actually, I guess, being presented on their on their TV, on the yeah. Channel 9 or something. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And they, they have fans in the stadium. Yes. it's a, Oh, yeah, it's a
1: party, dude. That's it they, is awesome. I will say uh, that's one thing that Charlotte, that listening to their press conferences, listening to their player personnel and their uh, all of their core staff members, I will say they always end like their press conference or talk about this being like a party. So I do. I think that they like this idea of let's make this a party. Let's make this fun. They're yeah, loud, we, we got We're
0: another gonna... comment here from Tristan asking if, sh- you know, Chicago, I think they do. It's not really Chicago that owns Lugano. I think it's like their owner that does. Mm-hmm. Um, does Charlotte have a team in Europe as well? No, not to my knowledge. They own an NFL football team yeah, called the Carolina
1: Panthers. Yeah. Um, right now they're talking about Vinicius Mallow, um, who I think looks very impressive. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that'll be interesting. Signed from Brazil, um, 22 years old. I think it was part of that initiative, Jordan, where they the league has now made it an initiative to try to get some young guys in. And, and I think that it's helped. It'll help grow the game, especially.
0: Yeah, um, and uh, and then they're showing cisniega as well now too. So we'll see what they think about it. I guess after that, but um, let's go ahead. You had a slide here as well for mm-hmm. uh, their coach, right? Right. And then uh, that's it. Okay. So what we'll do for the draft, we'll we'll keep that up, maybe.
1: Yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah, so right now, no draft going on. They're just kind of going over their players that they've acquired um, and are kind of building up this roster. Uh, young guys, Jordan, uh, they've got a nice mix of younger and, and veteran players. But there's one of their players coming in. And now their coach is talking.
0: Yeah, as we sit here and wait here uh, for... to kick off i guess we don't really know what time it's going to start i know some some people have been clowning charlotte in the comments here saying that they don't have enough people showing up for this look this will be your hardcore fans showing up for an expansion draft you're not (laughs) getting you're not getting everybody for an expansion draft i'll tell you that much
1: yeah are there any good players with no team at the moment.
0: Darwin Contero, uh, Clement Diablo. Oh, I see what he means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I think that most of the way that they're going to probably fill out this roster is not through anything like this. I, I think when free agency opens up, you'll you'll have some good opportunities for Charlotte to pick up, um, pick up some players. Um, and of course, some of these players may not be interested in going there though either right. so we'll, we'll see how it goes i guess but yeah just as a heads
1: up um i mean they are still talking about just kind of the how that what the coach wants and being able to put an attacking style team out there is what he's always talked about and, you know being able to defend but mostly relying on defenders that can also join the attack and get out there uh, and create a high tempo uh, attack which is which is perfect for and suitable for MLS. But uh, one thing I did want to mention before we get into them drafting players, there are teams tonight that can't be selected from because they were involved with the 2020 expansion draft uh, with Austin. And, and those teams include the Galaxy, Nashville, New York Red Bulls, uh, Orlando City SC and San Jose. So none of those teams can have players picked off tonight.
0: We have some news here. Uh, Tom Bogert is already reporting LAFC defender Tristan Blackman is headed to the Whitecaps. Charlotte will select him in this draft and trade him to Vancouver.
1: Wow. See, that's the thing. I mean, if that's the way that they go, I, I think it's a good way to build because, like you said, Jordan, this is a good way to get GAM, TAM, uh, maybe one of those international spots. Maybe. Can, we'll we'll see what up, they get for him because. It'll be interesting to see.
0: Honestly, if I was doing a draft, I would pick players I want and keep them. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of saw this. Matthew Doyle points out we kind of saw this with Kamal Miller last year, where Austin mm-hmm. picked them. People loved that pick for them, and then they flipped them. Yep. Um, and that could have probably helped them. You know, and Matt, you know, Matthew Doyle saying, "Why not draft a young, proven domestic center back or fullback and keep them?" Instead of doing these flips, but maybe they already have their eye on other people that they need that gam or tam for, like you said.
1: Yeah. It, I, again, tonight, like you said, Jordan, it could be all about the players that they that they don't that, that they don't have on their team that they've made moves to to progress their team forward and plunge. Because tonight, Jordan, I think what you do is maybe call some other teams, um, and I, I think say hey what exactly is it that we are you know what are you looking for what can you take what is it going to be um that you're going to need in order for us to flip some of these players sorry my phone was buzzing because i guess jordan magic kingdom caught fire tonight
0: did it really yeah
1: the castle anyway sorry uh my wife's texting she works at disney so um Sorry, I got distracted. I was like, reading, what? But yeah, (laughs) I I think it'll be interesting, Jordan, to see what kind of moves can be made tonight to progress this team. And I I think, what, do you go after youth in this too? I mean, do you find players that maybe some of these teams aren't using or, or not exposed to maybe some of the levels that you would want as far as drafting a player, but as time would go on and progressively get, you know, they would get better as players because they are younger players that might be an interesting pick. I know pool Six Brothers and, uh, one of the one of the selective uh, or one of the groups that can be selected. He's in one of the groups. So I
0: I don't really know the best way to build this. We've yeah. seen so many different ways that happen. I I would say I would rather take the experienced players that are kind of cast off mm-hmm. in this, and some of those experienced players may be uh, young. Right. I yeah. mean, it, like if they're going to take a walks uh, Anton walks or whatever, that, like that's a good pick, I think. Um, but if they're going to go. You know, you know, I just probably wouldn't. I I hope they pick some players. I hope this is their only trade is what I'm saying. I, I don't want them to pick like out of their five, like three players and and trade them. Mm-hmm. Because this is expansion draft is your opportunity to pick players to play for you, right? Now, obviously, I guess maybe they caught around, like you said ahead of time, and they're thinking they're not going to have enough people that would want to go to Charlotte or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but it just seems odd to, and I'm sure what happened is Vancouver probably calls them up, right? And says, um, Hey, if you pick this guy, we'll trade you this, like, think it over. Because they maybe Vancouver really wanted Tristan Blackman,
1: yeah, or something. Yeah.
0: Um, but I don't really know. I think the best way to do it is is a mix of both. I think you take some young players, you get five opportunities, and then you get some players that are more experienced. I yeah, and then from there you can kind of branch out with with what you're doing.
1: You made an interesting point to uh, free agency. Free agency does start tomorrow. Teams. Uh, we'll we'll be able to go into the free agency pool and pull out players so again a lot of these guys that were made available they don't have existing contracts so it it it's not what the team would want in Charlotte you would not want to draft one obviously because then you have to go into negotiations to hope that that person stays and there's a good chance with that team I mean with, with most of these veteran players that want to have success they're not going to sign on with um, a Charlotte team that is building and starting from the ground up. So I, I, it'll be interesting, but uh, I mean, they did, they did acquire some interesting players. Like I thought that the uh, that the Jalen Lindsay thing was an interesting pick. 21 um, year old that came from Sporting Kansas City Academy team also played in the first team has played uh, for the U S men's national team at the Academy levels. Uh, many thought he'd be a pretty talented piece. Um, so to go out and get him, uh, as one of your right backs and i think that is in your starting 11 as time goes on and we kind of see what's going on next year with the with the club i mean i i think they've got some good pieces some good young pieces now it's about trying to fill out some of this roster with some veteran pieces that have played mls you know before or you know have have been valuable and have had valuable experience uh in this league because i think that's that's a major thing you need at least you know, four or five solid guys that have had some kind of experience in this league to kind of build around. So now we wait. <laughs> I was going to say, man, we've been waiting forever. Come on. Meanwhile, Magic King is burning to the ground. They're driving like emergency vehicles through Main Street and stuff. This is wild.
0: This pick's got to be coming soon, right? I mean, how, how long are they going to drag this out is what I want to know.
1: Well, I was gonna say I, I remember last year it went quick. Once it starts going, it goes quick because there's only five players that they're selecting, and it's they're on like a phone. They they get on the like their little conference call, and they're like, "Okay, who do we want to pick? Who do you guys want?" I always wanted to be one one of these war rooms, though, Jordan, where they're making these choices.
0: So we we talked a bit about we didn't get to talk it on here though. Sebastian Lejet going to the revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Gonzalez is reporting that LA Galaxy are looking to get Paul Areola.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, it'll be – and there's some other trades that will happen as far as the league's concerned uh, that I do think they'll bring in a lot of interesting talent, but it's only Charlotte who's going to draft – yeah. Yes, sure. it
0: is. Uh, it is expansion draft just for Charlotte. Charlotte mm-hmm. will get five picks, and that's it. And once they pick from a team, uh, they are the, that team cannot have a player picked again. Um, when do the other teams join join the draft? Yeah, no, no teams are going to join the draft. It's strictly Charlotte picking five players, and that's it. The other um, teams. So they do this every time there's a new franchise or, you know, new team. So last year, just Austin picked players two years ago, Miami and Nashville picked players because they both entered at the same time. And before that was Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I think Cincinnati picking an expansion draft. So we've had one of these like every year for the last like five years. (laughs) Um, with expansion teams, Orlando
1: city was was fun because they were sitting a, yeah. yeah they were sitting in a conference room and you can just see them looking at each other like, is this what we want to do? Do we want to do that? Whereas like these guys, they're all staying out in the field, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, this is wild.
0: yeah, I, I think the guys up I think the main guys picking are gonna be upstairs yeah, and I then they'll imagine. probably just announce it here.
1: I'd say the soccer. I think it's
0: interesting that the league is kind of letting them do
1: this on their own. Yeah.
0: On their own. Like this is their presentation.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is Charlotte's nine news. Like this is their local station. That's providing this feed
0: from Tristan. Yes. It does mean that the draft Charlotte will build the team around. Yes. Um, Hopefully that's the idea. The idea is that they will take these five players and build something. They might, trade one of these players after the draft to Mm -hmm. another team for something we call Tam and Gam, (laughs) which is trade, which is, uh, allocation money. It's so they can sign better players from overseas. Uh, they could be, they could be bench players. Honestly. Um, I think most of the time they, if I was picking, I'd be picking players. I want to start, All the time, but they might pick, they might pick like a uh, like a young player that maybe is going to take on more of a bench role. But they might think that in three years, you know, he's going to be an all star or something. Could be a way that they do it as well. So when we get the name of who they're picking, we'll we'll go over the information, and you know, if they are a if they are a, a good pick what their age is, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I'll pull it up on uh, FB ref. But there there was a good list that Tom Bogert, and Bogert's great. He covers the league, MLS that is. uh, And he came up with a list. So, Jordan, I'll just kind of like read out his list of players that are available tonight that could see their way to Charlotte or at least get uh, combined in some kind of trade scenario. But Diego Rubio, Alan Cruz, uh, Roman Metzner, uh, Larry's Mabiala, Eric Godoy, Emerson Hindman, uh Victor Waniyama, Andy Polo, Tristan Blackman, who we've talked about uh, extensively because of that rumor now, Josh Williams, Kamar Lawrence, Stuart Fenley, Corey Burke, Jesus Bueno, uh, Robert Thorkelson, Eric Lopez, and Adubale Sizoko. So those are names that Bogart had kind of pissed at, picked out uh, of the list. Um, that he found of interest uh, for teams that could there. So for that Charlotte that could go after them or that Charlotte could block off and then flip around for some kind of return from another team, which would be interesting. But I mean, I, out of that list, I mean, I like my uh because I thought he played extremely well for the Timbers this year. And, and I think, you know, he is a little bit older, but I do think that he has uh, you know, kind of lived up to that that age and, and kind of like a fine wine has played well for portland um as a defender but i, I think that's an interesting one i saw one jordan that i think it was uh when yama and who was it uh who's the uh matweedy <laughs> when yama matweedy in the midfield i was like that it would be a very aged uh midfield to kind of throw out there as former players that were world cup greats and be yeah. interesting move
0: yeah tristan says thanks for your comments yes you're welcome you know anytime we can explain this type of stuff to get either more people invested or more people to understand you know it's definitely something um that uh that we look forward to um so again just waiting i don't know oh here they they've picked somebody by the way it mm-hmm. hasn't been uh, – they tweeted it out. I have not seen this on the stream yet. I see yet. it
1: now on the stream. McKenzie Gaines. Nine appearances and scored one goal in his first MLS season, Jordan. He's a forward. 23. Yeah, there we go. I forgot Kaelin Carr is doing this tonight, I think.
0: Yeah, so he scored one one goal in his first MLS season, nine appearances. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's your answer, Tristan. Kind of more of a backup role. I I if this is who they're going for to be their main striker, Charlotte's in trouble. So I'm I'm assuming that this will be somebody more of a of a backup role for them, or you know, hoping that he'll, you know, kind of come into his zone and, and be able to um develop. His goal's great. They're showing it like five times here.
1: <laughs> a lot of people think it's a good one, but I mean it it just depends I mean these younger guys you just don't know. he's played with Bundesliga u-19 and Bundesliga 2 Bundesliga or like their third league called Liga he's played with Wolfsburg's u-19 he's played with Hanover 96 uh and Bundesliga two had seven goals with Wolfsburg's u-19 team but yeah Kaylee Carr's out there man look at him.
0: Stud. Yeah, and they're picking. They're picking from. um That was Austin. If we didn't say that, I'm yeah. not sure if we said that or not. But that's that's from Austin FC. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a great move. Maybe no. they, I don't know if they flip them. I, I doubt <laughs> yeah. they do. I, I doubt right. anybody was really clamoring for McKenzie Gaines that much. But one goal in nine games. I guess you could say he didn't get a fair shake or whatever, but that I don't know. That to me, that's not a person I pick in the uh, in the draft here.
1: He's almost twenty four.
0: Anton walks.
1: Is it? Wow. So well, I guess we'll see then, Jordan. I. I... It's a, it's a great pick if he stays. It's a great pick if he stays. But like you said, Jordan. Could this be one of those instances where you, you know, you have a player that doesn't really want to rebuild situation that they don't really have confidence in being there for the long term? Do they go and flip him? Great pick. Otherwise Uh, I, I can't believe Atlanta left him open though. It just, Mm -hmm. it shocks me to be honest. Like Brad Buzan was one that I thought they'd just give up freely because they have a good goalkeeper. They're they're their backup goalkeeper. This kid that stood on his head in the CCL. So it's like, (laughs) <laughs> why not why not just make brad available and if this is the end for brad buzon and he wants to go play in charlotte by all by all means you go ahead
0: andre agrees with us on the first pick uh tristan says they understand the hockey draft does it make a difference between pick one and pick five or are they uh mainly similar they're, they're the similar i mean yeah. uh it, yeah it's not like they get paid more for draft pick right. one or anything it's just
1: It's just their team picking, too, so it's not like a talent level where you're going to see the first one. Their first pick's going to be a better talent. Obviously, uh, Walks is a much better player. Walks is a fantastic player in MLS. This is a good pick.
0: This is is a good pick. I'm just hesitant to see what they do right now.
1: I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think they keep him. Yeah.
0: I think it would have already been notated if they Mm -hmm. were trading him the way it is for Tristan Mm -hmm. Blackman. And I do wonder, is this going to be pick number three? Is Tristan, or is this going to be like the last pick and we already know how it how it goes? That's what I wonder.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, if you look at Anton Walks, uh, he's great passing out of the back, and, and I know it sounds weird for a center back, but he's great passing out of the back, uh, gets the attack started, which is a lot what Walker Zimmerman does. He's so good at, at flipping the, the, the side of the pitch um, when he is playing in that defensive back role. He comes up and just kind of plays that midway point. Um, middle of the pitch, but uh, passes well, defends extremely well. Um, Like you said, Jordan, I I really like this pick. And when they said that this was the pick that was going to be made and that, you know, he was made available by Atlanta. uh, I know a lot of people on Twitter and the Twitterverse were saying how good of a pick that this was going to be. Okay.
0: Joseph Mora Um, from, from DC United.
1: So let's look up Joseph's numbers from last year. So that way we can get a better feel as to how he played. So he's Costa Rican. Joseph is currently 28, almost going on to 29. DC United, he's played
0: 97 games for yeah, them.
1: Hasn't uh defender left footed. Um kind of looking at his looking at his stats, like if you're looking at like a, a comparison. Um, I'm going at the ref to, to kind of look at this. uh eighty fourth percentile on tackles, a ninety second percentile on pressure. Um, really good at clearing the ball. Uh, pretty decent interceptions. So it looks like a pretty good pick. I mean, it, from the stats that I kind of see on here, I haven't I didn't really follow him with DC United, although. It looks like he's more of like that bench player, bench role, because in 2021 he's had 26 match appearances and 16 starts. But he does look like he gets involved with the attack quite a bit. So, again, that's kind of what they wanted um, when they were talking to uh, Miguel is that they wanted to have a guy that was going to join the attack.
0: It's interesting. Jason Anderson, who was on our show previewing Mm -hmm. dc united in the preseason says that dc is going to get 50k in general allocation money for this for a player that they were parting ways with anyway he was one of the options they had declined
1: Mm.
0: originally so i'm not sure
1: so this might be one of those players that's why you pick him ends up deciding uh, he doesn't want to play although i guess
0: i mean i think he'll play i just think that you know they probably could assign him as a free i guess he'd have to go through the re-entered draft yeah, yeah there's, there's a few different drafts for people that don't know. Uh, <laughs> we can do all of them if you want. Um, but, yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, so it got two more picks. One of them we know is most likely Tristan Blackman, right? That's what we've heard. I hope it's this one. So that way there's some suspense for pick number, pick number five. I, I don't want it to be like we already know what pick number five is going to be. You know, I... <clears throat> Rather kind yeah I know it's like
1: here. I was gonna say make it make this one Tristan blackman gotta build some spents
0: they go on a commercial
1: um it appears so we'll be right back after oh this my
0: mess. goodness
1: that <laughs> you with. have Jordan?
0: just get <laughs> it done with yeah. you know they know I have another podcast after this they right do. are you on an eight on the other one <laughs> I think so yeah
1: yeah. So we're kind of wondering, this has been fun though. I'm glad that people have kind of found the the live stream. So we've yeah, this has been good. To talk to. But yeah, usually we do a podcast, right? Uh, Jordan, I think this is episode 90, uh, which is absolutely bonkers it's that we're at like episode 90. Um, and soon we'll very well hit a uh, hundred. But yeah, we're getting, we're getting ready to ramp back up for <laughs> uh, the 2022 season.
0: You know, it's yeah. funny. I was thinking, I was like, we maybe get to take off like two weeks for Christmas. That's it. yeah. Maybe. And then January, we have to start previews because right. the season starts at the end of February.
1: Yeah. Ooh, speaking of which, Jordan, I guess we could talk about that a little bit. Um, so the, the schedule the season, comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah. Schedule drops tomorrow. Season starts the 28th, I believe it is. Um, and Charlotte's home game, the inaugural home game is Saturday, March 5th at 8 p.m. against the LA Galaxy. Um, and and the broadcast schedule is coming soon. They
0: so. open up the first day of the season, right? Uh, um, I think they open up on the 28th in D.C., Yes. I
1: think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know what? Somebody just left a comment in uh, the live stream for the expansion draft that says, Cincy is going to finish last again, and we all know it, which is <laughs> funny. <laughs>
1: No matter how better. bad
0: this draft is for Charlotte, I guess you have that, right? You're probably – well, we don't know. I mean, we have Pat Noonan and um, Chris Albright taking over in Cincy, so it could be it could be better.
1: All right, so three picks in, Jordan. Um, and we're now looking and we're for – We're on a
0: commercial a, break.
1: Vancouver just tweeted a video, Jordan, of their sporting director on the phone.
0: Oh, so this has got to be pick number four,
1: right? Yeah. I think that they've given them the okay to kind of go, okay, all right, let's uh let's do it. <laughs> That's a funny if there was an MLS Woge, we'd already known the picks hours ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we kind of did with Boger though. You did, yeah. I mean, yeah. Boger of, is uh, the He's the Woj, man. He's
1: the Woge. The Bo the bogue Bomb baby. I guess that's what, you know, is that, is that what we're calling Boger? We should, we should try to have him on next year. If we can introduce him to his new name, the Bog Bomb.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a bug bomb.
1: That's fine. Let it happen. Just let it happen.
0: Uh what happened to the stream here?
1: Oh, we're back. We're back. We're live. There Man, we there's some passionate fans and I know it's cold in Charlotte, so it's, It'll be interesting. But...
0: It's always cold in Charlotte. Is that the new it's always sunny? I think so.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Even though it's not always cold in Charlotte. Yeah.
1: It was funny, David Goss and them were asking how much um, how much gam that uh, Charlotte was throwing towards extra time for bar and Caitlin Carr. <laughs> I remember when he played for the
0: dynamo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now I, now, I understand, you know, like when my dad would always say that all the time. You know, like I remember them mm-hmm. as a player. And now I'd say that all the time because I'm like, man, I'm old. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Jordan's actually 55. He doesn't look it, but
0: 55 years young.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think, I believe uh, Phil Orban is their – play-by-play player probably yeah this is
0: probably what that's going to be it's probably the play-by-play and color analyst right pick number four here we go tristan blackman
1: wow
0: yep that's what it is. all right so there you go
1: jordan you got what you wanted yeah suspense uh and jordan we got a question to answer while we're going to talk about tristan blackman too is charlotte going to be a top or bottom team next year what do you think and that's from Tristan, not Tristan Blackman. Yeah, Tristan. not Tristan Blackman.
0: Yeah. Um. For me, I think probably near the near the bottom. Um, yeah. Coming into it, I, we'll we'll have to see what other moves they make here after this draft, and like what they build their roster as. But it is incredibly tough to come in as an expansion team and do well. Nashville did it. Um. But, uh, you know, since he's been trying to do it for three years and they can't and they have it's not like they haven't spent money. Cincinnati has spent money Mm -hmm. and they bought over like Brenner, you know, and, uh, you know, really good players that uh, Luciano Acosta who have not been able to really, uh, I guess, fit together as a team. And I, I do wonder. I, I don't you know, I, I I think this would be probably a good pick if he was staying there, but the fact that they're trading I, I I don't see it as being super great, I guess. But um I think if we had to do our preseason predictions right now, which thankfully we don't have to right now, <laughs> I would go ahead and say below mid table for the Eastern yeah. Conference. I don't think they're gonna be a playoff team.
1: Yeah, and we kind of have to like we kind of have to reconfigure to once free agency hits, once all these team options have been exercised. Um, because if you start to look at all these teams that are out of contract with players, I mean, there's a lot of teams take, for instance, Orlando city, Orlando city are a hot, mess of a team right now uh, mostly because all their players are gone so it's really tough to kind of tell right after the season but like you said jordan I, i'd i'd give it like a 90 percent chance that they're exactly where you're saying that they go there's obviously a 10 percent chance there's
0: pick number five where 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 what is it jury trotty oh he... now, okay I so he like played this. really well yes i like this
1: yeah wow well, they were worried about Maxi. Now they've got to, to Jory Sharati played extremely well this year too. Uh, I would say in the middle of that season, when they were kind of doing that daunting thing of just kind of circling the drain a little bit, he was actually one of the more impressive pieces. Because I know there was a time uh, in an instance where we really, uh, he was capitalizing on just really not good play from NYCOC. I mean, really becoming that player that kept them afloat and why they made that run to win MLS Cup three playoff appearances in 2021. I love that. I I love those three, those last three. Uh, well, I mean, I, I love walks. I love the Tristan Blackman because he's just so versatile that he can play all sorts of different positions in that back line. So it gives you a lot of versatility back there. It's just walks. And then you throw in a player like this. Very fair.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. What's Twitter saying? Anything? Is who? What is Twitter saying? Oh, sources say that he will be traded to LAFC for 400K GAM.
0: Well, then I don't like it.
1: I don't like that. I mean... I mean, you're getting money, but again... There must be something out there that is enticing to them. They did go out and get two international spots, but this has nothing to do with their international spots, I don't think. So... It'll well, okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what they do with it. But
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know.
1: Everybody was liking that pick too, Jordan. Everybody was liking that pick.
0: Yeah, I I really liked it, and then.
1: Ballgirt went out and. Actually that was Chris Smith that broke that. Yeah. Wow. Our buddy Chris. I
0: mean he he I mean look, you already know what he would have looked like in the uniform because he's wore light blue no. before. But
1: Oh, sorry, they're trading Tristan too, aren't they? Yeah. So they're trading two of those pieces. So they're keeping
0: gains, walks, and mora, and I don't think that's great.
1: No, no. I mean, Anton walks is a great one. I just hope they keep him like If they trade him, then this is all for now. I mean, this is basically you just ran through and try to get some money. Right. And then you, then you, then I think you watch what they do with that money. So you take that and go, okay, what are they going to do in free agency with that? Because now, you know, now they've only got what, two, three players, sorry, three players that they're going to add to that roster. So now they got to kind of fill it out through free agency. But I really did like that pick.
0: Yeah, I did. I, I really liked it too. But now, now I'm I'm sour on it.
1: Wow. Now LAFC got a good player, uh, which they need to start rebuilding as well. But huh. there, I will say, Charlotte's just stockpiling some money. Now it'll be interesting to see. Not. Now I feel like it's even harder for the owners because now they've got to make good decisions with that money. They just collected.
0: Yeah. I, I'm kind of speechless because, and we said at the beginning not to overreact with how they, because they could build this team multitude of ways. But if I'm a Charlotte fan, I want to see them build players that are going to be here when you see, Oh, Tristan Blackman to Shuri Shrotti, You're like, Okay. Those mm. are good pieces, but now you just know they're being traded. Yeah, which I guess is good. Like you said, you get the GAM. They hopefully they actually already have their eye on somebody that they want that GAM for, and not just collecting GAM. Yeah, right. Like that. That would be my my main thing. Do you already know who you're going after? Because the season kicks off in about two and a half months, eleven weeks, I mm-hmm. think is what it is. 11 weeks that's how short of a time we have look uh <laughs> but you know it,
1: i don't know and there's some money uh 40 000 gam so 475 000 gam from tristan for tristan blackman so you're yes, getting 400 you're for tashuri too. right you you're almost got a million dollars in gam on an expansion draft which i get that's int- it's enticing but i they got to be careful because with players, I feel like you can go, okay, we're developing them into this system with this. You're, you're almost widening the scope. And and I do know that they do a lot of international scouting and I know they've done some scouting throughout MLS to kind of watch what kind of talent they could bring in, but it'll be interesting to see can a team like this, that's early on in their, you know, tenure in the league, obviously in their first year, but also, with their owners that haven't technically owned a football franchise, soccer, can their sporting director and can that front office come up with a clever way to spend that money on football talent instead of you know, just going out there and just collecting game because they heard that it was a good idea just to have money? I don't know. Again, we can overreact all we want. It'll be interesting to see how they use it, though. Because I did. I really liked...
0: It's not like they don't have, have players case. already signed, you yeah. know, but listen to this. When you see it from Tom Bogert's tweet, Mackenzie Gaines, Anton Walks, Joseph Mora from D.C. United out of contract. Mm-hmm. Tristan Blackman traded to Vancouver. Dasheri Trotty traded to LAFC. You're keeping two of those players. Or mm-hmm. You're keeping three of those players, but one of them you could have just got out of contract.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless they thought he was going to be picked up by somebody else somewhere else, but.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They got to go get a goalkeeper because I'm not sure if C. is a starting goalkeeper. You know what? I hope they keep walks. I really do. But I'd be kind of concerned if I was a fan.
0: Now, you know, this is why I, I felt like you... Yeah, and Bogert's confirming the trade to LAFC. Um. And again, Doyle doesn't understand why they would have ta- uh, traded to Juri Trotty. He really liked the pick beforehand. Yeah, it for me it's um, Union fans. We had nothing to worry about with with Stuart Finlay. Yeah, hell, they probably would have traded
1: him back to him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at Vancouver; already has the Tristan Blackman kit.
0: <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's <just> retweeted it.
0: <laughs> I need to see this. Oh yeah, they already got to edit it edited and everything. That's great.
1: All right, so th- that's a really good point too. So, what's the actual? What's the actual point of an expansion draft now? Like, if this is the way that it's going to go, like, I get it. You're you're, you're you're collecting GAM, you're collecting TAM, whatever it might be, international spots, you know. But, like, if this is the way that it's going to go, we've got, what, St. Louis coming, and we're going to have a 30th. It sounds like it's going to be Vegas. So we're going to have 30 teams. So we got two more at least unless they start adding more. I mean, I think they'll just continue to expansion drafts and then so be it. You, you've now filled out of the league. Who cares? But
0: Well, I think if they – look, they say they're going to stop at 30 teams. I doubt they actually do. So when they get to 30, and if that's Las Vegas, and then they take a break, and they take a break, mm-hmm. um, maybe when they restart – there'd be no expansion draft. I, I think maybe you, you would have it see out the rest of the way and then, and then see how it goes. Uh, Andre says maybe the picked players refuse to go on Charlotte. The thing with that is apparently they were calling around beforehand, knowing who would want to go to Charlotte and who wouldn't. So the way I think that this happens is um, let's say for to jury that they get a call beforehand saying, Hey, if you pick to Jury like the other team, who was at LaFC. LaFC yeah. see that to Jury is on the unprotected list, and they reach out to Charlotte and say, "Hey, how much gam do we have to give you for you to pick to Jury and trade him over to us?" Yeah, that's the way I see this stuff kind of going,
1: mm.
0: because I think that way makes sense, and I, I doubt. Charlotte calls up to Jury Shotty and says, Hey, do you want to come with us? <laughs> no. Uh, well, we're gonna pick you anyway and trade you. Like, um, I think it is very clearly the other teams are reaching out to Charlotte and saying, Hey, we want this guy. What does it take to get him to? And you That's, know what? For the yeah. other teams, for the other teams, this is great business. I like mm-hmm. LAFC picking up to Jury Shotty as much as I love the Tristan Blackman move too. I love the Tristan Blackman move too for Vancouver yeah. who needs more solid, uh, uh, depth, yeah. Um, I like it for those teams and it's smart for them to call up Charlotte and say, Hey, we'll trade you some of these Garber bucks for, um, for this player. If you pick I them for that. us.
1: Hmm. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's good business. If Charlotte spends it correctly, it's almost a million dollars in allocation money. So, if you spend it correctly, congratulations, you've kind of figured out what you need for the league. But if you go in and just spoil it on something, it's really going to make, I mean, because Tajiri Shradi and uh, Tristan Blackman are starting players for that team. So, so now, now you've traded two starting players for what could be a project role, if you go out and get a player that's got no experience in MLS, right? And people always go, oh, well, MLS. And if anybody's joining that hasn't watched MLS, they're like, okay, so how hard is MLS? I don't understand. Maybe this is my first year because I'm watching Charlotte. How hard is it to just get accustomed to MLS? It doesn't seem that hard. It's changed tremendously. And you've got guys like Gonzalo Higuain um, coming over. You've got guys like, Zlatan and them and saying that they came over thinking that it was going to be a cakewalk and it was nothing like they thought it was going to be. It, it was a much harder league than they thought it was going to be and much more competitive. Um, because now you've got younger guys who are fighting and scrapping for spots on the US men's national team, on the Canadian national team, and all of the surrounding Central American teams uh, and the South American teams. So you've got these guys scrapping for spots and now they're starting to make moves from LLS to Europe. Um, Tajon Buchanan, for instance. Cole Bassett eventually, Daryl DK eventually. Like I think you, you've got that happening. Brendan Aaronson, uh, Mark McKenzie had done it in the Pats. So this league is no cakewalk, but like you need experienced MLS players. But Jordan, they they lack, they severely lack MLS experience right now.
0: So Chris Smith is saying um, a lot of people wondering why Charlotte let a good forward go here, but remember they bought up a lot of international roster slots on Sunday. They did. They've made Nashville. that money back, give or take, on these two trades, and he assumes that they would have big plans for those slots and their DP slots. So, if that's the case, then yeah, this works out great. But, you know, that's the thing—we can only judge on what's happened so far, and I guess we'll see how it goes.
1: Uh, Charlotte might also be looking. Christian Polisic is also a loan option. Wait to eat that? No, that <laughs> That'd make us look really stupid. His brother was for pickings too. They could have they could have had the pair.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's his brother, is it? I thought it's his cousin.
1: It's his cousin, I think. I think you're right. He'd be really young for his brother. Although yeah. Brendan, well no, Brendan's Christian's a lot younger though than we think he is. He's only like twenty two, yeah, right? Because people always think Christian's old. But he's not that old. He is Christian's
0: twenty five. Twenty three.
1: Twenty three. Really? See? I just did it again.
0: Yeah, so he's young. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps us up, right? Um, Anything else we wanted to talk about with Charlotte or...
1: Congratulations, NYCFC. It was fun covering you all season. Um, I never in a million years would have thought that you'd have been the one holding the Cups, but I'm I'm glad you did. I I think they deserved it. And now Pep Guardiola I think has got his eyes set on it for 2025 or well, he,
0: he'd come over here and not win it. But, you know... Um,
1: <laughs> he wouldn't support show, but it, it would be
0: yeah, It would be like the Champions League forward or something. Be, but yeah. I do want to say uh, the good thing about NYCFC winning is hopefully it puts pressure on Red Bull. Um, and, and maybe helps the, the New York teams start to actually put some more money in there, get a stadium for NYCFC, mm-hmm. make Red Bulls do something. And... Hopefully, make New York City more aware of mm-hmm. what they have here. But, um, you know, they have a winner now. Uh, New York loves winners, um, except for the Mets. Um, so uh, I guess we will wrap it up here. So if you want to give us a follow, you can reach us on Twitter at Stateside show, Instagram at statesideshow, Facebook.com slash show, or email a show at gmail.com. And we'll catch you all next time. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you later.
1: Jordan, they call him Mint City, but this draft was far from mint.
0: <laughs> did you have that planned, or did you have no, to wait for the draft to actually? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have,
1: yeah. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on!
0: Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show. As we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL, this is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.